Hello and welcome to AI Unfiltered with me, Ian Bowie, and our resident expert, Mikael Stormbom, where we will be talking about everything to do with AI in our modern digital society and what the future holds for all of us. I got interested in the metaverse um, and then, of course, up popped Web3. So tell me a bit more about that. Well, I mean, first of all, that Web3, so it's actually applied or actually first to two different things. So the semantic web is sometimes called Web 3.0. But when people talk about Web 3 these days, they're actually referring to a completely different thing. They love a background on white 3.0 or version 3, like what are the previous two versions of the web? Because the, I mean, it's always an af after the fact construction is a version numbering, but hmm. let's not get <laughs> into that one. So, well, no one called World War One World War One right after it either, but... World War One. <laughs> yeah. Back in the good old days, web... Web 1.0 was actually known as the Great Web. Uh, no, but uh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, getting past the stand-up comedy part of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Web 1.0, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the original mm. World Wide Web. Mm. The, where everything, they were static HTML. The, the, HTML the, Tim, the Tim Berners-Lee. Yes. So, the, yeah. that was the original incarnation yeah. of the World Wide Web. But everything was static. There was just information. You couldn't really interact with it in a... Anyway, you couldn't, it was basically like a static page, static pages that were just presented to you and then you could browse and read and that was pretty much, pretty much it. Navigate to other pages. So there were no deep fakes? Or well, fake, surely. Not as much fake news? Well, surely you could create fake news, but <laughs> there wasn't many mm. people to read it. <laughs> but was it more controlled back in those days? Well, to be sure, I mean, yeah. of course it required a certain amount of expertise to get a page up, for one thing. Yeah. But I mean, were, were, I mean, was it moderated at all? I would say, in that sense, that of course anyone could put up a mm. put up a web page. So in that sense, probably, probably not that moderated necessarily. But of course, you still had to put the page somewhere mm. on. There had to be a, like a host provider, and of course, the host could have a thing or two to say about what you're putting on there. Although I, I suspect that in the beginning with Web 1.0, it was probably more like the Wild West. I think because it required a certain amount of know how to get it up there, get the page online. Well, yeah. And I mean, probably that cut down quite a bit. Though. I think they reckon that, that porn drove a lot of web development, didn't it? I mean... I'm quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that was Web 1.0, the, the static web pages that you, you can't you can really comment, you can't really post anything. If no. you want to talk to someone, you have to do it on email. You can't be a troll. Well, sure you can. You're just more... Just not as efficiently as you can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Today. Yes, and what we what we are currently seeing is then Web 2.0, which is this more interactive, user-generated content, mm. so, social media. That's then the Web 2.0, our current... So, so we're, we're, we're now looking at the evolution of social media into some other well, I form. Think, well, this Web 3.0, and I, I will be on the record in saying it's a buzzword in it. But uh, yeah, the key word there is decentralization. Because of course, even in this Web 2.0 where, well, people can just say about just about anything on the interwebs, there mm. are still nominal, at least these gatekeepers. So of course, there's Facebook. I mean, they can they can remove whatever content they want, want as they see fit. Or Twitter, they can... They don't seem to see fit very often, though, they do don't, they? No. no. No, and... But you see, th this is nothing, you know, can we really trust humanity to be able to take control of this and do something good with it. 
Yeah, but the the trouble with the the trouble with complete free speech is As, who 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 is going to protect the people who can't protect themselves? Exactly, and and you know you've got certain um, areas within society or certain people within society who are, for example, very easily manipulated. Yeah, um, you know they they. they well, they, I may consider all the information with regards to COVID, for example. Yeah, and well, I. I, I can't say that necessarily that the information dissemination was in all cases particularly clear on behalf of the governments. Yeah. Even even given that it was a yeah. moving situation with where we just didn't know everything. I'm trying to remember the term now for um, the, these people that were turned into jihadis. What do they call it? There's a term for it. Radicalize. Yeah. Radicalize. Yes. Radicalization. Um, you know, again, a lot of these people were radicalized over the internet. Indeed, because the, now so, they could find like-minded individuals, and of course you can yeah. set up your own community yes. where you're not exposed to other, yeah, exactly. other ideas. Yeah. So it becomes this eco-chamber eco where you just keep on mm -hmm. egging each other on, yeah. and it becomes ever more extreme. But th this is where you need regulation. Well, I mean, I think the point being that absolute freedom of speech it just doesn't exist in any society. No. Yelling fire in a crowded theater or well, whatever. Actually, the, the, yeah. but there's a massive problem with the internet. For sure. Um, and I think, well, I think one thing there is also that the legislators are not really necessarily very well versed in how the internet works. No, true. And I think that lack of understanding, I mean, that means that legislation lags behind, really. I think the, it, always, it always has done though, hasn't yeah. it? I mean, there has to be a problem before there can be legislation. Yes. They're not very good at anticipating what a problem might be. No, but now that the technology is moving so fast, the hmm. development is moving so fast, then... Then legislation is moving even yeah. more slowly and yeah, more slowly and more up. slowly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the Web 3.0. That's then the the keyword is decentralization, and of course, it's built on blockchains. And I think we've spoken about cryptocurrencies before that are built on this. Yeah, blockchain. well, they're taking a hammering at the moment, aren't they? Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it turns out, surprise, surprise, that people have been using it as investment tool rather than as currencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it, then it comes crashing down when the rest of the economy comes crashing down. Yeah. It's a big surprise there. Yeah. Anyway. No, there was an article this morning, there was some bloke, and he was saying, oh, I think he must have been American. He said, oh, I've got $3,000 of my own money invested, and I'm rather worried about it. But he says, I'm more concerned about the $33,000 I invested on behalf of my mother and my stepfather. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know you mm. know, the bubble's going to burst when, when they have celebrities. Like, I think there was an advertisement with uh, with Matt Damon in it like uh, like advertising some uh, crypto <laughs> currency or no <laughs> really yes, crypto market yes he should be ashamed of himself I'm sure he's ashamed of himself all I the way hope, to the bank I, yeah 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 no that's <laughs> disgraceful I mean didn't you yeah. have enough money already Matt without getting involved in something like that Maybe he was paying crypto, so he... Fucking pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but... Well, actually, if he got paid in crypto, serves him right, because they're worth yes. nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but of course, what's underlying this is the this blockchain technology, mm. which actually isn't a particular new thing. It was actually invented in the early 90s already, because the idea with those blockchain is, of course, mm. that you have this sort of ledger, like a, a record of truth in a way that is unalterable. That was the idea. So that that's why that distributed ledger thing that you have this list of transactions that is basically unalterable. And since yeah, it, right. it's not possible to alter it, then no one can manipulate cool. it either. So that, that's the what's the underlying thing there. Sounds better than the Bible. Because you can manipulate that. Yeah. 
Only which and, way? And, <laughs> and, and I will add what's the idea, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. So do you think blo- blockchain could become a new religion? Oh, it is a religion. <laughs> <laughs> right. Already is a religion. Yes. All, all held by Hallelujah, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I think, uh, yes, in the IT, IT world, and uh, the tech pros have substituted the traditional religions with this. <laughs> okay. R- well, go on, go but, blockchain, yes, yeah. Well, metaverse and cryptos mm-hmm. and blockchains mm-hmm. and uh, AI even. Yeah. Yeah, it's a religion, all right. <laughs> we love it. We yes. love it. Yeah. So where are we going with this anyway? Uh, I'm not sure we were supposed to talk about Web 3.0. But well, yeah, I know, deregulation, <laughs> but I, I'm not, I'm not. Well, de- well decentralization, yes. Decentralization, yeah, but I mean, decentralization and deregulation sound a little bit synonymous to me. Well, well, I mean, the problem with the, if it's de- very decentralized and how do you regulate it? Exactly, so this is the, exactly. So I mean, that's the, been the, an issue with these, mm. with these cryptos uh, as well, that then you can circumvent legislation. Yeah. Which I, is, I just think it's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, we have seen what happens when you just really release something onto the interwebs without any yeah. control. And then. But I saw a program about artificial intelligence um, and with particular um, emphasis on how governments use it um, to follow their citizens. And they went to China and there was this young lass and probably 20 years old. And she said that, you know, she loves the fact that you can just literally get somebody's social security number and immediately check them out online to see if they are a good, proper and honest person. She said it's brilliant. She said it's great for dating because then you know that you can trust that person. That's an interesting, <laughs> interesting one, and I've heard it on as well. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, it, you, it's you, a little bit like if you if you take an Uber and then you can you can rate the driver and the driver can rate you and then <laughs> you yeah. can see so if you have two stars and the driver, I'm like ah, screw that guy, <laughs> I'm not picking him up. Yeah. <laughs> no, but an, an interesting example of decentralization, which mm. is not Web 3.0 per se, mm. but I think it's an possibly an example of what might come, is uh, because of course now a lot of people have abandoned Twitter now with how that is turning to mm-hmm. this. I, I'm, I'm still on it, but for how long? I don't know, but... Well, I mean, I've never been on it, yeah. so, yeah. Do I really use it? Not really. No. Well, there was a, pol- a British politician many, many years ago famously said only twats Twitter. <laughs> All right, so it was actually only twats twit, is what he said. Um, and uh, yes, and yeah. there, there's certainly a... A lot of uh, tweets and also that other word. <laughs> that, that's sure. right. Well, that's a good test for people who are listening who are not native English speakers. There's a lovely word for your vocabulary. Yes. Look it up, folks. I'm not yes. going to tell you what it really means. No, I think it will be. <laughs> Speaking of content moderation, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, no, but... Uh, I always need moderating me, yeah? <laughs> yeah, this episode will be more explicit. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, an example of decentralization then when mm. it comes to social networks is... Now that a lot of people are abandoning Twitter, mm. there is this uh, actually German one called Mastodon, so a decentralized social network. Mm. So the point being there is that anyone can spin up one of these Mastodon servers mm. and you can register on one of these servers. Each server has its own rule set and you have to no. abide by it, but you can still interact with people who are on other servers. Okay. So it kind of looks kind of like Twitter, 
Right. But you can be still be in specific communities with specific own their own specific rules. Right. So in okay. principle, we can set up an AI unfiltered server and right. have our own rules there. Yeah. And then people come in and then we can, well, push AI unfiltered stuff there, for example. Oh, right. Okay. So it's kind of an interesting, interesting concept. So then in principle, anyone can put up a can put up a social media. How, server. how long has that been around? I'm sure it's been around for mm. some years. It's just getting popularity now that people are looking for Twitter alternatives. All right. Okay. So it's an interesting, interesting concept, and mm. possibly then also an example of a European social network gaining traction. So that's an interesting one as well. But don't you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've I've looked. For example, you know, I, I read articles on the internet, and um, something happens. Oh, I don't know. I mean, let's say a celebrity died, big deal, um, and then other celebrities tweet, "Oh, he was such a nice person. Oh, I loved him. We're going to sorely miss him." And I just sort of think it's so banal. It's just yes, it so is, yes. super. I mean, you know, who cares what you think? Who are you anyway? Why on earth do I want to hear your miserable thoughts yeah. on this matter? I would like to listen to an expert. No, but do, but do you know what I mean? It's like oh. well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's very shallow. Very yes, very, really yeah, shallow. Yeah. You know. It would be nice to have something that had a bit of depth to it. Uh, but how, how deep can you go with 140 characters? Is it a, you can't, no, yeah. which means the whole thing or, or is pointless. Or a TikTok video. <laughs> oh. Well, that's pointless as well. It's all yes. pointless, basically. Yeah. I mean, you know. Mindless entertainment in a way, yes, indeed. Bring back properly researched and written and edited books. No one has time for that. We want the deep dive. <laughs> yes. No, no, this yeah. is the problem. You know, yeah. see, pe- pe- people people have been brought up on, on, on these sort of, you know, short, Bites of, of no one has to attention span anymore. They do don't, they? do they? No no, 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 not for anything. I mean, even documentaries are getting shorter. Yeah, yeah. I think we should get into that on TikTok, like five second documentaries. Five second. <laughs> My <laughs> God, I was actually thinking of fifteen minute documentaries. But... No, that's too long. No, no, no I can't pay attention. <laughs> can't, can't concentrate for that long. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, though, you know, sometimes, or you know, I, I love um, sort of history and history books. But for example, uh, if you've ever read a business book, well, you have, of course, you have. I've read most of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah so you know, if, if you boil a typical business book down to the actual key nuggets. Yeah. You, you could have written it in about 10 pages. I mean, there are websites that do it, aren't there? Um, there's quite a few um, sites now that specialise in boiling down. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of these books, there's just not that much content in them. There's no, there a lot, isn't. Lots no, of fluff. No. Yes. And yeah. many of them are quite selective also with their... Because they're all constructed around examples of their yes. of whatever theory they're trying to push in. That's right. Push in, and yeah. then they have some carefully selected examples. Yeah. Nothing is said about how many companies apply this strategy and fail miserably. No, <laughs> Nothing no, is said about no, that. Yeah. <laughs> so if the success rate is one percent, we don't know because it just doesn't say there. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna come up with my own. We can push that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, I don't know. Yeah. The, the green, well, greener pastures strategy. Yeah, but what, yes. what, what, what is that web? There is a website that they keep pushing from time to time that does this. It, it, it takes all this stuff and it boils it all down so that you get yeah. You're too dumb to read. dot com. Who? You're too dumb to read. dot com. No, <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah, we should register it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, what's it called? Is it, I think it's German. I think. Oh, you mean Blinkist? Is that what Blinklist? That's Blink. it. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those sites, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's an app, isn't it? And an app. That's what. Yeah. yeah, it's an app. 
hey, AI could do that, couldn't it? It could indeed. Uh, I'm just trying out this thing called, uh, it's called byword.ai. It's a copywriter. Right. So I think it's in, it's in early access at the moment. So you can, you type in like, for example, what is Web 3.0? And then it yeah. writes an article for you about it. Oh yeah, we've we've played with something yeah. similar before, haven't we? Yes. Well, that was GTP, GPT three. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these are now more services that are more designed specifically for copywriting. Oh right, purposes. okay. So they're yeah. starting to pop up the services. Yeah, no, this. but I wasn't thinking yeah. about that. What I was thinking about was that you could feed a book into your algorithm, and it would identify the key yeah, yeah. nuggets of information. Yeah, conversational algorithms. Those are those yeah. are around. Some work better than others for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, mm. summarize infinite just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I just read an article again um, last week about a lady who finally has given up social media and has found it so empowering. And she now feels free and liberated. Wonderful. I could have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they had to write a whole article about it. So the world yeah. now knows how free and liberated this lady is. Yes. Yeah. And then they share it on social media. <laughs> and then they, yeah, probably they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was apparently hooked on Instagram, and everywhere she went, as soon as she got out of the car, she was looking for the perfect place to take that perfect picture to post on Instagram. And now she's got over it. Good for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, we know yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so I think that that's another danger, isn't it? You know, it's, it's like we are being fed a world that a very, very small minority of people want us to have. Yeah, I think uh, probably a lot of this is that there are solutions looking for problems, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... Well, Web 3.0, for example, like, like how, how does that benefit me? Well, yeah, you tell me, I don't know. Yeah. No, indeed not. I mean, in a hypothetical scenario where Finland becomes a dictatorship and we can't do the AI on a no. podcast, and then then de mm. decentralized, yeah. decentralized. I'll give you a good good example of how, for example, Facebook might impact on my life. Um, it starts conversations between me and my wife about things like, "Don't you dare post any photograph that has me in it on your Facebook account," because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be there. Yeah. So, you know, you have conversations like that. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, there's a lot of talk about censorship on social media, but I think the more more jarring effect on free speech is the, the chilling effect in it. You, you say something and then you, you immediately get trolled to death or bashed to death yeah. and you're afraid to state your opinion. You've been listening to me, Ian Bowie, and my colleague, Michael Stormbaum, on AI Unfiltered. And for more episodes, please go to AIUnfiltered.com. Thank you.